Hello, this is Pastor Manning. Welcome to the Beacon of Hope podcast. Uh, interesting observation and scriptural thought I'm going to give you today. Um, and it has to do with uh, security or a false sense of security. We live in a strange time and and uh, one uh, unparalleled in, in uh, U.S. history. Uh, certainly we have a disease among us which is not as lethal as some diseases have been in our history and Certainly doesn't in any way compare with the Spanish flu of 1918 and that, but yet has taken a uh, a uh, toll in, in human life in the tens of thousands. But the reaction to it has been just unlike anything ever seen, uh, both by individuals mm-hmm. and uh, by government officials, um, any number of whom have stepped beyond their constitutional rights in some areas and and of course, there's going to be backlash with that, and there is backlash and should be, as American people need to make sure that they don't lose their freedoms in uh, during this time. But with all that going on and all the things that will be controversial going ahead, there was there's something I've observed that has a more uh, simple and uh, uh, basic application. That's what I want to give you today. And that's the issue of safety or a false sense of safety. And... Um, there's a difference between those two things. The um, first of all, you know, because someone is a believer, does not mean that they cannot catch an illness or that they cannot fall prey to circumstances in their country. Um, if I see someone, I ran to a lady the other day in in town, and I was talking to her, and she was going on, and I said, "How you doing?" I said, you're doing all right? And, you know, just kind of talking to her, looking for maybe an opportunity to be a little bit of a witness to her. And she said, oh, yeah. She said, I'm not worried about anything. She says, if I get this disease, I get it. And I looked at her and I said, you know, uh, and she'd given some indication that she uh, maybe had a claim towards being a Christian lady. Maybe she was a Christian lady. I'm not saying she wasn't, but her conversation, we'd been kind of talking a little bit. I looked at her and I said, you know, I said, that's really a bad approach. And it caught her off guard. She looked at me. I said, that's fatalistic. If I get it, I get it. And if not, if not, that that's not faith. That's not, that has nothing to do with uh, a Bible stance. Uh, a Bible stance has wisdom. A Bible stance understands that we are in God's hands, understands of, that we can trust the Lord. But the Bible stance also takes, uh, takes the necessary precautions. I believe we ought to practice good hygiene. But I've always believed that. I believe that we ought to be clean. I believe that we ought to be wise about what we do. And and I believe that the same God who protects us, one of the ways in which he protects us is by giving us wisdom enough to react properly to a situation. That is part of his protection. It's not, you know, some invisible barrier that comes down around us, keeps us safe from all things, but part of his protection is by instructing us in wisdom in how to uh, how to be clean and decent and all that sort of stuff. That brings me to the observation. <laughs> I have, I've always practiced uh, good hygiene when it comes to communicable diseases. Part of the reason is I understand the lethality of different diseases which are always with us. In other words, uh, we have uh, this coronavirus and it's killed the number of people that it has. But in 19, or 2017, two years ago, 80,000 people or so died of influenza in our country. And that number in the average years, runs thirty to 50,000 every single year in our nation die of influenza. That's just one killer that's communicable within our, our world. Um, 
because of that, and because I deal with a lot of people, I am in the habit, I, I have always had, these are not new things, I've always had hand sanitizers in each of my vehicles. Uh, when I come out of a public place, I'll hit my hands with it. Um, when when uh, at the church, I've always been very insistent and uh, on things being cleaned, even going through during the uh, during when flu season comes and such, we do aerosol sprays of Lysol. All contact surfaces are clean and all that sort of thing. Uh, we've always done that. Why? Because we want there to be a safety involved. Uh, we, uh, if I notice there's a, a bathroom and there wasn't a, a cleaner and that sort of thing available, immediately we make sure that's out there. Uh, myself personally, <clears throat> if I'm in a store, this is not new. I've had to change nothing. If I'm in a store and I'm walking, start to go down an aisle, and there's somebody down that aisle is hacking, coughing, and everything else, and uh, not just normal like low dry cough, but coughing. I don't go down that aisle. I get away from them. I've chosen my seats in the, in a restaurant because somebody's sitting there, and you can tell they look ill. They're coughing and all that. No, I'm I'm going I'm going somewhere else. Why? Because I understand the communicable disease and, and how things transmit. Going to hospital visits as pastor. Going into nursing homes. Sanitize on the way in. Sanitize between people. Sanitize on the way out. Always been procedure that goes with it. Well. With that said, it's amazing to me. I'm watching some things where people have false sense of security in some things. And it brings me to a biblical truth I'm going to give you in about next three or four minutes. One is, uh, yesterday evening, my wife and I were out, and and where we went through, it's something that's common now. There's uh, where you have the checkout uh, line, and, and there's a little conveyor belt, and then you know the place to pay. And there's the, the in this case, it was a young lady checking people out, her company had put this plexiglass uh, barrier, maybe about uh, three foot wide and, and and tall enough to be above her head, between her and the customer. So it's an open store, but she's, she's behind this plexiglass barrier, and then there's a hole cut in it so people can slide stuff underneath. She's behind that plastic barrier. They're on the other side. When they come up... The, per- the people are all taking every item from the from the uh, um, from the uh, uh, conveyor belt that they put on the conveyor belt, sliding it through the plexiglass. She's handling it, running it over the scanner, putting it back into a bag, taking the next thing, putting it back in the bag. She took their money, handled it, took more money, handed it back to them. Then turned around while I was watching her, scratched her eyes rubbed her face, kept working, all that sort of thing. And I'm sitting here, and I told my wife, I said, people have no understanding of communicable diseases at all. I mean, I don't think the plastic barrier need to be there at all, but that's my opinion. I think it's silliness, but but there it is, that she thinks she's being protected by that, while the fact is she's handling everything that person handled and then scratching her face. So there's no protection. To make it worse, and this is one of the strangest things you see, she had on uh, uh, plastic gloves or rubber gloves. You say, well, what's bad about that? No, here's the thing about it. With those rubber gloves on, she handled the money. She handled the merchandise that a bunch of other people had handled it. And the person who put the 
put the merchandise on the conveyor belt. Someone else had handled that merchandise to stock it. Someone else had handled that merchandise, maybe picked it up, looked at it. No, I don't want that. Put it back on the shelf. And so this woman's handling the merchandise that several people have handled, handling money. The Bible calls money filthy lucre. There's, there's a really truth to that. It's one of the dirtiest things you ever handle. But she had rubber gloves on and she apparently thought she was saved. She had the plexiglass thing, apparently thought that made her safe. And she took the rubber gloves, handled one customer's stuff, same rubber gloves, handled the next customer's stuff, and with the finger that had a rubber glove, reached up and rubbed her eyes, touched her face. Those rubber gloves did her no good. I see people doing this all over. They wear rubber gloves into a store. They handle the, the, the refrigerator handles. They handle all this, that, and the other. And then they wear those gloves out to their car, touch their steering wheel, touch their face, handle their groceries with them. I went through a drive-thru the other day. They were wearing rubber gloves. With the rubber gloves, they took took my money. With the rub, that, those same rubber gloves, turned around and picked up the cup, touching near the rim, put ice in the cup, put iced tea in the cup. With those same rubber gloves, turned around, grabbed the food, and then handed it out. Those rubber gloves did no good at all. Why? Because all they were doing was contaminating the rubber gloves and then handling everything with the contaminated glove. Now... <laughs> I know I just sent anybody who's a germaphobe completely over the edge if they had never thought about this. But the point is, people are trusting in something that is not accurate. If you're going to use rubber gloves and they're going to work properly, you have to strip them and put new ones on between each transaction. Then they're efficacious. Then they work. It's far better to keep your hands clean and all that sort of thing. But you know... On a much longer lasting scenario, people trust in things that can't protect them. There are people that trust religion. Now, I'm a Baptist preacher, and there are people who trust being a Baptist. They say, I'm a Baptist, therefore I'm in standing with God, I'm, things are good, and when I die, my, I, I'll have a place in heaven, my soul secure. But you know what that is? That's equivalent of someone taking the same rubber gloves, handling all the money, and then touching their face. No. That's a false security. Uh, some people say, well, I'm a good person. Therefore, when I die, I'm sure that I have as good a chance for heaven as anybody. No, that's a false security. Why? Because religion and uh, being a good person and all this cannot give us real security. Where is security? It's in Christ. That's the only place. And it's amazing for people to take things and use them incorrectly and then wonder that they don't work right. Do you know if you use those rubber gloves exactly as they should be used, which means you're going to go through a lot of them in a day, yes, they will, they will protect you, but they have to be used right. Do you know that the practicing of good morals is a good thing and it has all kinds of benefits to it? But if you're using your good morals as a way to make you think that you are in proper standing with God and someday will go to heaven, then you are improperly using it because good morals could never do that. Because our good morals are tainted at best. Our good morals, if you will, have the same problem those gloves have. Once they've touched anything contaminated, they are contaminated. And you know what our basic problem is, my friend? We're already contaminated. And if we're trusting in ourselves in any manner to be perfectly right with God, we're trusting a contaminated thing. The Bible puts it this way. 
all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. Think about that. All our righteousness, the summation of them together, are as filthy rags. Let me give you a quick passage. Um, the Lord in the book of Isaiah has sent word by the prophet Isaiah to some scornful men who were scornful critics, doubters towards the Lord. And these people had come up with all kinds of different ideas how they thought that they would be safe in the case of any judgment, safe in the case of any scourge, if you will, as it comes through. But yet they weren't safe. Let me, uh, and then God immediately after this passage tells them how they can be safe. Let me give the passage to you and we'll be done. It says, Wherefore, hear the word of the Lord, ye scornful men, that rule this people which is in Jerusalem. Because ye have said, here's what they were saying, we have made a covenant with death. Boy, that's people have that mindset, don't they? I've got agreement with death. I tell you what, when I die, oh yeah, we're going to go to hell and party with my friends. That's the way they thought. We have made a covenant with death, and with hell we are at agreement. When the overflowing scourge shall pass through, it shall not come unto us, for we have made lies our refuge, and have made fault and under falsehood have we hid ourselves. What an incredible thing. They were trusting in that which was obviously wrong. They were putting their faith in that which was wrong. So, therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. Judgment also will I lay to the line and righteousness to the plummet. And the hail shall sweep away the refuge of lies, and the water shall overflow the hiding place. And your covenant with death shall be disannulled, and your agreement with hell shall not stand when the overflowing scourge shall pass through, and when you shall be trodden down by it. What's he talking about there? God's saying, you think you've made certain agreements, but I'm going to bring something that will show you that they do not stand. Person listening today, do you have an agreement that's just a religious agreement? Do you have an agreement that's just a moral agreement? It won't stand. It won't stand. Instead, you need this foundation, this tried foundation, this sure foundation, this precious stone. His name is Jesus Christ. Where, where are you trusting? And what are you having confidence in to keep you safe? Make sure it's the right thing. Don't be like the silly person taking the same rubber gloves and handling everything in the store and then rubbing their face and thinking those rubber gloves are keeping them safe while they do that. In, in, in the matter of your eternal soul, don't, don't take the contaminated self and trust self. Rather, trust the one who's pure, who is holy, who is always clean, who cannot be contaminated, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, you have a great afternoon, and I hope the Lord gives you blessings today. Amen.